Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I had in my mind that this is what I'm going to do. This is my dream job. I mean, I had my, my life planned out. And then they called me and I was like, you know what? No. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This episode is powered by the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. We are helping enhancing the startup ecosystems in six different countries, four of which are based in the Balkans. And you get to meet really amazing people here. And not just that you share your know-how, you also get to learn a lot from these people here. My name is Nina Nikolic, and I am the Manager of Entrepreneurs in Residence and Ecosystem Facilitator for the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program here in Macedonia. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating and empowering women in tech around the world. And we are in Skopje, Macedonia, and I am so excited to introduce the next Women in Tech to you. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So go ahead, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I'm Kika Vira, uh, based in uh, Skopje, Macedonia, and uh, I am actually computer science uh, and engineering major, uh, but I am actually a, a graphic designer, video producer, and also social media something. <laughs> and and what, what this conversation is going to be about is Kika was sharing with me that she has been studying technology, um, and she, in studying it, she's realized that there's a different pathway that she feels more in alignment with. And I wanted the opportunity to share her story of, you know, what she has studied, how long she studied, and how she's discovered what's right for her. Because I think that's a really powerful conversation to have because so many people feel like, oh man, I've invested four years, this is what I have to do now, even though it's not the right fit, or the whole world wants me to do this, so I have to do it to like do it for society. So I really want to share Kika's story. Um, so let's start from the beginning. When did you first discover you were passionate about technology or interested in technology? Well... Uh, that's a story that begins from the first time I actually got a, a computer. That was around uh, age of 15, for, probably. So I was using te- technology and making like little videos and uh, uh, in, uh, finding new ways to make promotion, uh, um, like PowerPoints, pre- presentations for school and stuff like that. So that's kind of uh, when I discovered uh, what can I do with this uh, new gadget that I have at home. 
Um, but um, the truth is that I always wanted to uh, to do something creative uh, on the creative side, and uh, I was really also um, uh, interested in the per- performing arts and and um, acting and uh, the movie industry. But um, kind of. Um, started and enrolled in the um, computer science um, university because here in Macedonia we are a very small country and the economy is very bad yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it but it is uh, pretty bad and um, the society kind of thinks that um, the global perception is that uh, if you are not an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, you are not going to be able to um, make money because the the um, uh, art and creative uh, stuff here are very uh, underappreciated. So I wanted to go into the arts, but um, although I mean I loved technology and I was all the time producing something on my computer and stuff but um, I wanted to go into the to the arts more uh, but my parents my family didn't let me at the time and I think that this is a problem that a lot of people um, face yeah a lot of young people face when uh, they graduate high school and they are uh, making the, the next step from this uh, perspective, I'm kind of ashamed to to admit that my parents uh, made me do something that I didn't want to do. But at the time, I didn't know how to um, step up and you know uh, voice my my thoughts and my uh, what I actually wanted to do. So I went into the um, uh, to the tech world, into the uh, computer science world. Uh, thinking that at some point I will have to find some subject or some area because the, the computer science world and the tech industry is a, a lot of different, right. you know, things that we can, we, a lot of different things you can do in, in this area. So I was like, first year, second year, I will find something. I studied really hard, sleepless nights in the, in the library studying and stuff. Um, and I was like, I will have to find something. Uh, I hoped that I will find something. And I did find something. That was um, in the third uh, year, I think. Um, it was uh, computer graphics and uh, 3D animation, modeling. Uh, that was something also that that's connected with the movie industry that I really wanted to, to get in. But from the tech perspective um, and uh, I really got into it I was like okay I have my my life planned out now I know what I'm gonna do we have a big company here that uh, works on big movies Um, they are doing the special effects and stuff like that so I was like I'm gonna get more into this into the um, 3d modeling 3d animation and I was like I'm going to go and work for them after after that. So for I enrolled in a 3D modeling academy. Uh, I was studying for a year. And at the end of it, they called me from the, this company. And they were like, you can come tomorrow and start working for us. Which is huge. Which is, yeah, uh, 
you can imagine for like year and a half, I had in my mind that this is what I'm going to do. This is my dream job, you know. I mean, I had my, my life planned out, uh, as, as I said. And then they called me and I was like, you know what, no. Uh, I found out that um, it's not going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. I will be miserable in, in this job because I, I found out that you know, it's not as creative as I wanted to to be. I wanted my creative freedom and to use my skills into something that's important for me. And um, I know we've heard so many times, you know, find what you want. That's how you're going to be create, um, successful if you are doing what you really love to do and stuff like that. And it sounds corny, but it's so true. <laughs> it's so f <laughs> yeah. true, you know. Uh, and I found found out the the hard way, uh, let's say. So, yeah, that's how I ended up without a job, with, without a, a clear view of what I'm gonna do uh, in the future. But. Um, and how long ago was this? This was like four years ago, mm-hmm. I think. So the uh, at the time when I was actually studying, um, because I was going crazy, I was studying something that I really didn't see myself doing in the future. Uh, don't get me wrong. I found it very interesting programming and all those subjects that, that were uh, about creating something new. Yeah. I love that. Um, there are so many subjects uh, at the university that I really was into, and I had um, a lot of good grades uh, on them. But I didn't uh, see myself working uh, as a programmer. Right. So at that time, I started uh, uh, looking into and um, like videos on YouTube and stuff about computer uh, graphic design and Photoshop, Illustrator, also uh, video editing. And that was kind of my creative outlet using this te- technology that um, people use for programming, but I was using them to uh, create something, um, you know, to do something creative, and uh, I was uh, working on um, promotion, promotional materials, materials and stuff like that. Because um, I was, I was going crazy with all the <laughs> the studying. <laughs> Were you afraid to transition away from technology when you? Well, it's not really like you've transitioned away from technology, but from specifically being a programmer when you had invested so much time and energy, and that's what essentially your family and society wanted from you. Was it a scary transition? Well, for me, it wasn't really a, a big transition because while I was studying uh, the computer computer science at the university, I was also learning by myself the graphic design mm. stuff. So I kind of... Uh, was at the same time? At the same time, I was learning uh, mm-hmm. the, the both things, you know. Uh, I didn't... I don't have a formal education on graphic design and yeah. stuff like that, but I... I, I gained a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge at the same time so it wasn't really a a big transition for me are you looking to work for another company now as a graphic designer or are you building your own company 
I am working as a uh, freelancer right now, uh, graphic design and video uh, video production. Um, I don't really think about getting a job. Yeah. Um, if if at some point this stop work working, yeah. the freelancer, uh, the freelancing thing, I I am actually thinking about opening something ab- uh, for video production because I do have that um, entrepreneurial uh, mindset yeah. and heart. Um, I don't really see myself as um, a nine-to-five person. Um, I'm 24-7 yeah. person. <laughs> How did you find your first clients? Um, well, it's all about um, word of mouth uh, at this point for me because at um, at the university I was very active at the student orga- organizations and we were collaborating with a lot of uh, companies, with a lot of people that um, have uh, companies. Right. Um, and um, they knew that I was doing all the promotion, all the graphic design, all the videos and marketing for the student organization. So they already knew me. Uh, so that's kind of, um, I got actually my first job. Uh, I worked for, for a while for a company uh, and then also all the freelancing gigs <laughs> and you're about to go on live tv to talk about um being body positive which is yes. a huge movement going on globally right now can you tell us a little bit about your passion there yes so for a while i was uh, making videos on youtube um for two years um already because i really wanted to to make videos and this was like what's your youtube channel by the way it's kikavira <laughs> can you spell it for us uh, can I? <laughs> Let's see. And we'll, and we'll include it in the show notes too. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, um, I was doing all kinds of videos for uh, like uh, uh, travel videos, vlogs, uh, tips and tricks, all that I could, could think of because I wanted to gain that experience. And after like a hundred videos made, I yeah. think, uh, I kind of found uh, my niche and what I was actually passionate about, which right. was um, body positivity, which um, here in Macedonia, there is no conversation about it. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about mental health and, um, you know, all these things. So I was like, I had my uh, my. St- my story uh, about that. You can see it, but I'm a curvy girl. (laughs) Um, And um, I was like, I can help people and I have the skills to actually produce content on on this. So I was like, let's uh, use the skills I have and the story I I have, combine both things and kind of inspire other people to to love themselves, love their their body and and all that. So I'm currently uh, building uh, building the movement on um, Instagram. It's also Kikavira. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, include, we'll include all of the social links shameless, in the show notes. Shameless promotion. No, you, you, that's what we're here for, to celebrate you. It's not shameless at all. It's celebrating uh, you and the positive work that you're doing. Yes, and an interesting thing, uh, when I was starting, um, everybody on Instagram, uh, f- for example, um, everybody is like uh, posting these beautiful pictures, photographs with like... Um, very interesting editing right. and stuff like that. 
And I was like, I'm a, I'm not a photographer. I'm not very stylish, yeah, let's yeah. say. Um, not very fashionable. But what what are what am I good at? Yeah. I'm good at graphic design. I'm good at video um, video editing. So I was like, I'm gonna use what I have, yeah. and um, that's why I actually all the posts I post are heavily edited, like. Um, like fly, uh, fly little flyers yeah. actually with quotes and and all that. What do you use? What tools? Uh, I use um, Photoshop and Illustrator and um, uh, Premiere Pro and a little bit of After Effects. Any apps? And apps? Uh, not really. Like, I, do you use Snapseed? I use it. I used to use it more, which is a photo editing uh, app on um, yeah. yeah, photo editing or, app yeah. or, or for the phone. Yes, but I right now I'm working more um, on the computer. On the computer. Yes, producing things and then uploading to via my phone. <laughs> and one last thing, I think that oh, do you use any social management tool? Uh, not yet. No. One last thing I'll ask that I think you know some people may find curious is: Do you have any kind of um, structure in posting? Like, how many times do you post a day? Well, <laughs> this is a very um, touchy subject <laughs> because it's a touchy subject for everybody. Is it one time? Is it two times? Is it every hour? No. What is it? <laughs> well, I would say as more as you can. Uh, like up to three times, let's say, yeah. uh, a day. And a lot of stories, for sure. Lots of stories. Um, but um, I'm doing, on my profile, I'm doing uh, this kind of an Instagram feed team. Yeah. And that that made me um, to have to post uh, three at a time I mean, every day. Yeah. So that's a very, um, that's a lot. So, <laughs> so I have a recommendation for you. Have you heard of the book Influencer that just came out? Uh, no, but I think I you'd will. love it. It's great. It's a step-by-step strategy on how to be incredible and have a strong brand on social. So I think you'd love the book Influencer. It's on Audible and Amazon or something. I don't know because in Macedonia, I don't know what you have access to, but the book I is great. I will find it. Yeah, yes. you will find it. Thank you so much for being on the Women in Tech podcast. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up? Well, I would because you mentioned a book and uh, something that um, you you follow. I follow Gary V, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> I'm doing everything he does, um, and that's helpful for yeah. for me and social media. And a shout out to Cody Warner. I don't know if you found Cody Warner who created the movement No Small Creator. Uh, it's C O D Y W A N N E R. He has a YouTube channel. He has tutorials on how to edit quicker. He has an amazing Instagram, and he he follows Gary V too. And so I think Cody Warner is someone great. If you're looking to really create a strong brand online, he jumped from just a couple thousand subscribers to over 40,000 subscribers in one month, um, oh all organic gosh. and authentic. He's, he's mm-hmm. extraordinary at creating community. Thank you so much for hanging out with the women in tech podcast. If you want to connect with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to women in tech, VIP.com women in tech, VIP.com takes you straight to the Facebook group. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will talk to you guys, see you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye bye. I'm Kika Vera, computer science and engineering major, transitioned uh, into graphic designer, video producer, and body positive activist based in Skopje, Macedonia. And you're listening to Women in Tech.
It would not be possible to celebrate all these women in tech who have been extraordinary here in the Balkan region without the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. And I'd like to welcome Nina to talk a little bit about what Swiss EP is. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. We are helping enhancing the startup ecosystems in six different countries, four of which are based in the Balkans. We are working in emerging markets and supporting young entrepreneurs, but also the supporting organizations like Incubator Accelerator. We started a program called Entrepreneurs in Residence, which means that experts can come and work with our startup founders here and startup teams and supporting organizations. We cover accommodation and travel expenses. And you get to meet really amazing people here. And not just that you share your know-how, you also get to learn a lot from these people here. My name is Nina Nikolic, and I am the manager of Entrepreneurs in Residence and ecosystem facilitator for the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program here in Macedonia. To find out more about the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program, go to entrepreneur-in-residence.net. That's entrepreneur-in-residence.net. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.